0: I think over the years No Name has held an interesting spot in the hip hop landscape cuz on one hand she's one of the biggest advocates for supporting social injustice, black empowerment, women's rights, trans rights as well. But on the other hand, she's also been one of the most criticized, controversial, and opinionated figures in the hip hop community. But as she says in her raps, she's a rapper too. I'm just trying to talk about the music, 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 music. what's going on guys welcome to another episode of the soul tracks podcast this is ellis and today we are doing an album review on one of my favorite rappers chicago native no name in her new album sundial chicago native coming up with the likes of chance the rapper mick jenkins Vic minsa no name separated herself with her effortlessly poetic yet potent delivery um and, and thought provoking lyricism as well I really liken her to like a Lauren Hill, but in my opinion, she's a little bit sharper with her technicality. She caught most people's attention with her first mixtape, Telephone, which at the time was long awaited. Um, I remember she was teasing it a lot. You know, she would go on people like Mick Jenkins, the Waters mixtape, and tease that oh, Telephone's dropping here, but it didn't come out until 2016, I believe. Don't don't quote me on that. But on this mixtape, Telephone. She played with a lot of playful, eclectic sounds while taking on topics of love, death, and also just detailing her upbringing in Chicago. I love this album so much because of the contrast between the lush, glitzy, and like soulful production paired with like some razor sharp lyricism and potency of No Name's lyrics. It featured a lot of my favorites like Smino, Saba, Xavier Omar and Raven Lene was on here as well. And two years after this, she dropped her debut album, Room 25. And Room 25 had a lot of success um, on this album. No Name reflected on her new life following the success of Telephone. And she also told the story of a new relationship she had while living in L.A. instead of Chicago now. The sounds on here came off slightly more mature and refined. As a lot of these tracks feature like some lavish string sections um, and and the production just overall sounded a little bit more expensive. This album was revered by critics and fans and it was on many year end lists as one of the best albums. Um, And although it was received positively, I think fans still do prefer the playful and bubbly sounds off a telephone. But regardless, No Name had a name that was respected for her potent topics and lyrics and the stances that she took in the music but following this album she started to be more known for than just music in 2020 it saw her in a back and forth with the rapper j cole 2020 saw her in a back and forth with the rapper j cole as she criticized rappers about their lack of involvement in the black community and specifically the protest that was happening at that time j cole took this to heart putting out Snow in the Bluff track, where he basically said No Name's approach and her tone of voice is what's causing people to deflect from her message. Uh, You can imagine how that went, uh, talking to a black woman, telling her that her tone of voice wasn't proper. No Name then responded with the scolding song 33, which was produced by Mad Lib. And No Name never backtracked from her statements. And that's something that is consistent in her other controversies as well. Like when she said she's tired of performing for predominantly white crowds, but most recently, she's been under fire for not her own words. The track Balloons was going to be a single for this album, but people scolded No Name for her inclusion of Jay Electronica on the track. Now, if you've ever listened to Jay Electronica before um, and and just kind of followed his career, famously, he's seen as an anti-Semitic. Uh, by many people um, and it's kind of hard to deflect from that statement as well <laughs> yeah he 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 said some pretty wild shit um but he's time and time again his love for the nation of islam and he's also a very good peers with uh louis farrakhan who is also a person who has been held for anti-semitic views in the eyes of many This caused No Name to not release the track as a single, and she even threatened to not release the album altogether, and eventually this track was just held until the album came out. But because of these back-to-back controversies, with such strong statements from No Name, it kind of caused her to alienate a portion of her fan base. And I would say it's mostly the white fans. She said that she's not making music or doing things for internet approval and rather looking to resonate more with the black community. She's standing firm on her own words, and she isn't backtracking to appeal to any audience she doesn't want in the first place. And I think that's why her new album Sundial hits so hard. Five years from her last release, Room 25, in between that time, we've seen No Name struggle with her decision to keep putting out music. And in 2019, she even scrapped her own album, Factory Baby and years after that declared that she's found it increasingly difficult to meet producers, artists, or to even consistently make music. So with that being said, there's sort of like this ambiguous feeling while listening to this album, given that we don't know the next time we'll hear another No Name album. But the level of clarity and confidence in No Name's approach makes it sound like she's here to stay. Sundial is a concise whirlpool of jazz rap, instrumentals paired with the heavy lyricism and effortless delivery that we've known no name to give in just 30 minutes no name is able to tackle in just 30 minutes no name is able to tackle themes of capitalism social injustice black beauty standards all while using these topics to paint the picture of who no name is so while this album carries muses from the world it serves as biographical just as much Black Mirror opens up the album with some very mystical vocals over some jazzy bass grooves and drums. And here, I think No Name just sounded as coherent and strong as ever. There's something about her voice that just comes off slightly more confident than her previous works. It's like she's fully standing on every word um, with no remorse. The next song, Hold Me Down, washes off the assertive nature for a lighter gospel-inspired vibe. And we hear No Name rap with an airy calming delivery while the nature of this song sounds so positive no name is attacking some pretty heavy topics here she talks about the qualities and notions held in the black community that actually hold us back and she pushes for change in it thinking to better our future and increase accountability the next song hold me down washes off the assertive nature for more of a lighter gospel inspired vibe and we hear No Name rap with like a very airy, calming delivery. And while the nature of this song sounds very positive, No Name is, she's attacking some pretty heavy shit here. I mean, she talks about qualities and notions held in the black community that hold us back. And she pushes for change to better our future and increase accountability within the black community. I feel like that contrast is is pretty classic for No Name because she's kind of perfected this energy of, you know, having these laid back beats and kind of attacking it with such a potent delivery and topic. And, and one thing that I love about No Name and have always loved about No Name is that she talks about topics that are important and directly relate to what's going on in the real world. Things that affect actual people or even educating the listeners and bringing different things to light. I've learned so much um, just listening to every No Name album. You know, she's putting me on certain things that I didn't know about, like later in the album when she talks about the NFL supporting the military industrial complex. Like, that that's fucking crazy, right? But here's a, a good example for you. Beauty Supply, which is one of my favorite tracks here, it discusses how beauty standards of black women are actually kind of toxic and they appeal to eurocentric ideals i mean think about it like you know as, as black women or as black people you know we've strived to get weaves in our hair or or you know get sew-ins and and get these wavy straight hair type of features for us um even some people go it to so far to get you know their noses smaller and skinnier um to kind of like mimic a more european look um if you don't know what i mean by european i I think you can figure it out with a little bit of context clues but that is definitely something that I, i feel like is going on and has gone on for years in the black community and it's not something i hear someone rapping about every day the way she does it is unparalleled though the instrumental here is smooth jazz neo soul backdrop and it's accentuated with some warm saxophones a very fuzzy bass groove and no name she just glides over the beat like she's dishing out some heavy shit but she's just gliding over this beat like it's nothing it's 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 a talent that is not given you got to be born with that shit but yeah beauty beauty supply is one of the best songs here uh the premise of the song is very commendable and the production on here is an elite vibe. But the track before Namesake kind of carries that same weight, but with a more assertive nature. The track features like this upright bass loop and it has like this fast paced boom bap beat. Sounds like something Tribe Called Crest would have rapped on or like Busta Rhymes in the 90s. And, and while these jazzy vibes are a highlight for sure, no name takes the attention in the room. She talks about the hypocrisy and the juxtaposition of celebrity stances on anti-capitalism and social injustice, calling out the likes of Kendrick Lamar, Jay-Z, Rihanna. This is one of the most scolding tracks here, and it taught me a lot about the ties that the NFL holds to the military's arms program and how they directly support them monetarily. She implied that, you know, these singers, uh, Kendrick, Jay-Z, Rihanna, she implied that their inclusion in the Super Bowl directly supports putting arms in the low-income neighborhoods, and that this contradicts their support of social injustice. I mean, all of these guys kind of are seen as, like, you know, people who always try to support, you know, social injustice or what's going on in the Black community. But basically, what No Name is saying, that if you go and perform at the Super Bowl and, and, and make this big of a moment and benefit off of the light being shined on you by the NFL, you're also supporting uh, arms being put into, you know, low income neighborhoods and and supporting black on black crime. Um, Just because you're tying yourself in and helping the NFL make money with that money, they go and put that into the military and help them out. You know, it's a, it's a whole fucking domino effect from there. But I think what's even more interesting here is that she points the finger at herself as well, calling herself out for previously saying that she won't perform at Choke. Ah, fuck. But I think what's even more interesting here is that she points the finger at herself as well and calling herself out for previously saying that she wouldn't perform at Coachella, but somehow ended up doing it anyway. But one of the most important topics she covered here, it was slightly compromised from the slew of controversy that came with it on the track balloons here holds an instrumental similar to namesake with some more jazzy bass grooves and boom, bat drums, but having a more melodic presence thanks to the pianos here. Her second verse here talks about monopolization of black trauma, I really love the second verse. She said, in the land before the lamb, monasteries and Narcan, casual white fans who invented the voyeur. Fascinated with mourning, they hope the trauma destroyer. While everybody love a good sad song, a dark album. Like, tell me that your homie dead, your mama dead, your brother bled along the street, the corner where the Walgreens and the White Castle is. Ooh, we, yeah, we know that you miss him. And if you sing about his sister, then we buying a ticket for real. Front row, center, still gratitude. She love him. But she can't tell if it's genuine or just consumption analyze the gumption monopolize the landscape she's just another artist selling trauma to her fan base artists like kendrick lamar are seen as like the pinnacle of art and music and especially for his album to a butterfly which is famous for his introspective takes on his own trauma but it does make me think like why do we love this music so much you know, why do people who can never fathom to relate to these experiences like Kendrick Lamar talks about in Sing About Me, f- why do they find it so entertaining to them? You know, when real people were hurt and died from these things that they're talking about. It's a very interesting topic to me, but I find it funny that she reflects on her own actions in this as well. But immediately after this verse uh, follows a fiery Jay Electronica who basically wrote a love letter to the nation of Islam and put himself as a leader of that army, the controversy from this inclusion took away a lot from the very important topics that No Name was relaying, and I think that just his inclusion, whether I agree with what he's saying or not, I i just think that you know it could have did without the feature, just because I don't really think it had anything to do with what No Name was talking about necessarily. Um, I think that she kind of included him more to kind of push for a certain type of community or a certain type of listener rather than the actual content that's being displayed on the song. But controversy aside, I feel that this album sees moments that shine the brightest when she reflects on her own experiences and she just allows the pain and the hurt to really shine through her delivery. I mean, she said it herself. We love some goddamn trauma. Potentially, the interlude, here's no name, open up with this very eerie jazz rap track with one of the most thought-provoking lyrics on the album. People say they love you, but they really love potential. Not the person that's in front of them, but the person you'll grow into. That's a really, really strong lyric. It's a lot of weight on it. You know, it does make you think just with that simple phrase, you know, you start to think like, man, like, do people actually like fuck with you for who you are, even if you like don't go or grow past this moment? Or do they fuck with like, oh, hmm, this person could be somebody, you know, let me let me, you know, intertwine with them and become cool with them. Type I definitely think that there's a certain type of people that, that go for that. There's a certain type of person that's a little bit of opportunistic. You know, they always want to be with somebody who's who's doing something or going somewhere. And, and, and you know, I, I don't think they're wrong for doing that, but I definitely think there's a type of person out there. This is maybe the most fired up I've ever heard her. And, and you can really feel the fire through the headphones on here. Another fiery song, Toxic. Uh, this here is no name toned down the delivery slightly, but maybe an even heavier topic. As she talks about retreating from a toxic relationship. I love the second verse here. She says, quiet is kept, kept his ego fed. Quiet is kept, gave him resources and good pussy for love. I'm like his little secret under the rug. Like I could almost be wifey, but I ain't light skin enough. Quiet is kept, your dick is mid. Quiet is kept, I don't want your kid. She can have him. Send up a prayer for that girl and her savage. My house illuminates. I done cleared out the past tense. I done cleared out the past. Come on now. I love the really glitzy pianos here. The low key beat. Um, No Name basically is just dogging this dude for being misogynistic or even having a baby on him while in a relationship. Seems like she's hurt, but I think she realizes that she's so much better off without him. And you can hear that hurt throughout this song for sure. I don't need your bad bad I can do bad all by my lonely first homie had a whole baby on me fuck you nigga had a whole baby on me fuck you (laughs) god damn but maybe my favorite part of this album is the last two tracks and this holds a bulk of the features on the album gospel which is encompassing all the name that it has here the production here, it features a heavy vibe of just soulful gospel elements. And No Name, Silk Money, and Billy Woods all deliver some very impressive verses that cover themes of God and religion. No Name takes the route of calling out the position of Christian ideals and also homage to African countries. Silk Money completely just ran through this track with a super visceral flow and laced in a lot of godly themed bars. And Billy Woods, he, he might have had the most impressive verse here. Um, he created like this super vivid imagery through his perspective of the Zimbabwe War of Independence. Um, and, and his perspective was basically being a child um, with his father. Um, and He just painted this super vivid picture. It was great. Honestly, maybe one of the best songs of the year. I definitely think you should just give it a fucking listen. Silk Money just ran through that shit. It it was an amazing verse. But Billy Woods really just like created this super, super vivid picture. And Oblivion, it it serves up as a rebellious, groovy track that closes out the album. No Name delivers some unrelentless lyrics um, that imply that she's on top of the world and she's confident in her stances and place in the world as well. And common delivers a fire verse he sounded like it's fucking 1999 on here and i just love like i love when rappers just rap like you can hear common even though he's not like giving you the craziest metaphors like when they can rhyme words together very well that's that's almost better oblivion hit me when cold-blooded amphibian son of gideon through the city when i blow songs to the world blow up who can compare to i'm my own noah you a shepherd named kiki in the palm of her hand the world be free it was all in the plan the falls and the rise laws and the lies on some silo shit is it all the skies? i'm a pallbearer to this fake nigga era gambling life so that i could get better my metaphysics ain't for the metaverse it's red alerts i touch wherever the ghetto hurts A rebel purse she got to carry. Qualities of a woman that I would marry. Sweet mother of Elohim. Into oblivion we gon' dream. Like, God damn. Look, there's a difference between no name and pretty much most rappers in a spotlight today. Because most rappers, they'll take their spotlight and groom themselves into what they want the world to see. It's an act. The things they wear, the places they go, even the brands they decide to partner with. It's all to paint this picture of how they want to be perceived and to get the most out of their fan page as well. But no name falls so left to that category, in my opinion. I think in the past she may have appealed to more of a leftist group of people. And I think she maintained that for a while. But I think now she's not looking for approval. She knows who she is and the people she wants to resonate with and she isn't compromising her art for that. There's something about this album that sounds slightly more confident than her previous music, and it may be the simple stripped back jazz rap soundscape, or the effortless yet scolding lyrics that No Name Possesses. But whatever it is, it's working. And I think she knows it too. I'm gonna give this album an 88 out of 10. The production here is consistently jazzy and lush, and the lyrics are as potent as ever. I would say the album is short, but I think there's so much punch in these tracks. Some could use a second verse, but all in all, I fucking love this album. Thank you, No Name, for delivering some more thought-provoking, super visceral, just straight-up good-ass rap music. Um, I know they haven't been putting your name in, you know, the best rappers list lately, but look, This album proves it, and I'm going to make sure niggas know. No Name, Sundial, 88 out of 10. This has been the Soul Tracks Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you stay around for the next episode. Peace.